Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Would you rather be trapped on an island with only Pepsi to drink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or only milk to drink? Only milk. Definitely. Milk's tasty and good for you. Yeah. That's an easy... <laughs> Easy answer. Okay. Would you rather be trapped on an island? Mm-hmm. Only Pepsi to drink? Mm-hmm. Or only Ted Bundy's semen? <laughs> <laughs> Would he be there? No, no. They just collected it. <laughs> so is someone it, is had it a, a can full of it? Someone had a job. Is it? Because a can would be... And you got to drink it all, but the way, because of the thickness, it's, it's even worse than it should but be. But bet it's a protein drink. You'll feel, actually, you'll feel better no, I think drinking. I'm, you'll feel I better drinking. Pepsi, to be honest. Oh, so Pepsi's not so bad, is it? <laughs> oh, we shit That's on Pepsi. That's the new Pepsi advert. <laughs> that's, that's really the only honest way Pepsi could market itself, is if, like, it was, like... Better than Ted Bundy's semen. Red and Bobby. Welcome to the Years Podcast, the podcast where every episode we travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the strangest things from that year. My name is Bobby Mayer, and this is Rad Richardson. Rad Richardson. It sounds a lot like what you just said. Red with an E. An A and an E are very close. It's one line. Mm, very different sounds, though. Rad. Mm. Are there many rads in the world? Otherwise, you'd be Robat, Mayor. No, I'd be. I think you're. I'd be Robert. Robat, because the E would be no. an A. Robart. Robart. Robart Leslie Mayor. Uh, Lindsay is my middle Lindsay name. Lindsay is your middle name. Robert uh, Lindsay it's Mayer. A uni- Leslie is a woman's name. Lindsay is a unisex name. Actually, is it? yeah. There's lots of cool. I thought it was a woman's name no, until this okay, moment. This exact okay, moment. Oh, we're gonna start like this, like it's the fucking '90s now. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know we'd travel back to 1992, where Red's sense of humor makes sense. I just thought they weren't sure when you were born. It's so a lady's thought, we'll, name. We'll What's wrong him, with we'll having a lady's him, name? We'll it's a unisex a name. There is lots of male Lindsays, and we're thriving. Who are the male Lin- There is, actually. I've heard it as a surname, Robert Lindsay. Yeah, the actor Robert Lindsay. Yeah, that's his surname. We right? share the same name. He's a surname, but yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm sure there's someone named Lindsay Lindsay. Uh, so your initials are BLM. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> That's how behind the cause you are. No, I well, I'm, my well, initials how, are literally BMF. How BLM. how were my initials going to help the cause of Black Lives Matter? Mm, depends what you do. 
Was that what you do a, a parody poster? You say BLM and then underneath write Bobby Lindsay Mayer. Oh, so what you're saying is we should do a crowdfunder saying it's for BLM, but actually it's for Bobby Lindsay Mayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Mm. That is a, a scam. You could have made a lot. That is a scam I don't think I'll get involved in. Mm. But if you want to do it on my behalf. You can, and you get some of the profits. I know I don't get some of the profits. I get all the profits. It's, it's, I'm getting the profits. You're the one putting your name on it. Okay, okay. And how's your week been? My week? Well, I was reading this story today, and it made me really happy. Did you know the war in Ukraine very depressing? Mm-hmm. But then once in a while, there's a fun fact. Yeah? About the war. Okay. So a Putin-loving warmonger raised 20K to send drones to Ukraine. Depressing fact. But got sex toys instead. <laughs> so this guy's, uh, he's, uh, loves Putin. And mm. so he raised 20,000 pounds to buy Chinese drones for Russian troops. And then he was hacked. And he just got dildos. Really? Yeah. And so Putin, they, they arrived with Putin and he's just like, what the hell is this? Or he's just saying he was hacked and really wanted 20K worth of dildos. Is he in Russia then? Uh, he's a Russian man, I believe. Oh, okay. So he didn't send them but out. But what if, if, you, if you want it, let's like, let's say he's a, let's say he is a secretly gay man mm-hmm. who just wants a lot of paraphernalia to mm-hmm. have a good time. But, you know, being gay in Russia, not easy. Yeah. You go the other way and you say, yeah, yeah, I am anti, I'm pro-Putin and I want to buy some drones. And then people give it to you and they say, oh, I got hacked. I got sex toys instead. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, what am I going to do with all these sex toys? 20,000 pounds worth. If any good soldiers in Russia want to come over and just help me out getting rid of these sex toys, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. I need some good loyal, quiet people to come over <laughs> what is, and really give it it's to a, the enemy. It's, a hard, it's hard to know what's happening, isn't it? Because, well, I think you can't trust Russia and what they say. Well, we get a bit of, we get some propaganda, you know. From both sides. So Ukraine, Ukraine basically don't want to talk about any casualties on their no, side. They won't, they won't say. It's, it's, Russia it's, have lied constantly forever. Yeah. So we don't know with that. I do love Russia's strategy of releasing prisoners and sending them to the front lines because it's so fucked up. Is, when I say love, I mean it's fucked but up. But that's what you do in wars in medieval times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Not now. Eight years ago, you stole a loaf of bread. Have you ever thought about oh being shot God. in the face? That's the, the disc slip and beginning of film, isn't it? Yeah. How do you think I got here on the front line? <laughs> I stole a loaf of wholemeal. White bread. We've talked about it, but you think you'd be a good soldier. Mm, No, I don't. I actually don't. I've been even going paintballing and it fucking hurts. It's not fun. Well, the good soldiers (laughs) are the people that don't feel pain. (laughs) No, but (laughs) I just, you get quite, you know, it's, um, I don't think there is a good soldier. I think, how do you know what, like, there's probably someone who's brilliant and he runs out and he gets shot in the head in two seconds. That doesn't mean he's a bad soldier. No, that that's true. Uh, that, that's true. All the, What's listen, a good soldier? Listen, there's good soldiers and the bad soldiers are the ones who are dead. Yeah. The good soldiers are probably, I would say exceptional soldiers are, like, people who um, have killed, like, 500 other people, but they're still alive. But where from? You know, we like could all World do that. War Two. I'm talking Harry, about. Harry killed 25 from a helicopter. <laughs> you know, so is he a good soldier? Yeah, but Probably not. 
I think they probably just told him it was the Taliban. I don't, yeah, 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 it wasn't. It was just 20 homeless people that had been yeah. rounded up by his dad. <laughs> put, in, put in the costumes. Yeah, put in the, Make the him outfit. feel like a man today. <clears throat> yeah, let him shoot 20 of them. And he wasn't. He probably wasn't even in Afghanistan. He was probably in uh, Milton Keynes, and they just <laughs> put something over his eyes and took him there in a car late at night. Said, go on, kill him. They put those VR goggles on him. Mm-mm-mm. He's just playing a video game. He didn't so know. He felt he was out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a hard... T- What's Zelensky? Because now, like, Hollywood have gotten so behind him. Yeah. What does he... Because we don't actually know anything about him, really. He's an actor. Actor, comedian, got into politics. Had a huge backer. But it's funny, because all the Oscars are like, we love Zelensky, get him on. But you go... Who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll release a Netflix special where he just bashes minorities for forty-five no, minutes. He could after never, this. The thing is, he was an look. He was an actor. He's probably quite a liberal guy, but he's a, he can never actually be like socially. But he's liberal for Ukraine. Yeah, but he could still never socially be actually who he is as the leader of a. You know, Mm-mm-mm. he has to. You got to just say what you think the majority of people think. Well, Obama does voiceovers for documentaries now. Yeah. Which is weird because he carpet bombed more people than anyone else, and he blowing up weddings. <laughs> wow! And then he's like talking about leopards, <laughs> and he goes, "Is this the new Attenborough? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Will Boris Johnson get any voiceover work? He should. He yeah. does have a great voice. You'd like to think he would. <laughs> I, I. He'll would, be back, you know. I would actually love a Boris nature documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd totally be in. If he becomes the new Attenborough, that's I'm okay with that. Liz Truss. Well, no one knows what she sounds like. She I mean, they spoke, do, but no one can remember. She only spoke once. And yeah, they, and they, no one can quite remember a what A giant she, cane sucked her. She made an attempt to come back, but it's weird that you come back because she's on 125 grand a year for the rest of her life. Yeah. And that's just why would you bother? She should write a tell-all memoir. Brad, I, I don't mean to break it to you, but for these people, 125 grand is not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but... <laughs> it's a lot for us. For I'm them, sure, but she's 65, you know, or whatever. For them, 120. She, she's not... So but I think prime minister gets... What does the prime minister get? 80 grand? Yeah, she's not 65. She's, like, late 40s. Is she late... Wow. Wow. Politics is unkind. <laughs> um, she... I think the prime minister gets 80 grand, so she's got a 40k pay rise. And she doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, but I... Go start a bar in Thailand, Truss's Bar. And they go, what did you, how did you, oh, I was a Tory whip for years, and then I became prime minister for 42 days. <laughs> now I, uh, I took some ayahuasca and realised I belong in Thailand. Yeah, I'd like that. Loads of little young students going out, going, are you Liz Truss? I used to be. <laughs> now my name is Jafar. R- Ragashunak. There's loads of people in Totnes who've changed their names to like Indian. A... Really? Yeah, Darshita was one. You know, it's like it's just white people with dreadlocks, and they say, "Hello, my name is Darshita." It's like, no, it's not Sue. It's not at all. <laughs> Stop trying to make yourself interesting. Yeah, like the thing is, when people come here and they choose a Western name, that's just for getting a job purposes you yeah, know? It's a, yeah it is a functional thing of course and fine you know you I'd like yeah just yeah. sit in your whiteness you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, you called yeah. jane shut the fuck yeah. up yeah you you won the lottery Mm-mm. you won the race lottery and now you're in thailand you'd see some old white people you go you've been here too long the bus left 25 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like beards and you know dreads and stuff uh, white white people with dreads and just sort of walk around. You go, well, 
But then I suppose, I don't know why it's always there's a slimy element to it. Because you think actually just leaving behind English life and going somewhere else, there's always a sort of type, you know what I mean? I met some people in Goa and it's like, yeah, man, fuck the rat race. And you go, well, that's nice, but why do I hate you? Because everyone else there... Mm. Is still in the rat race. That's true. That's so that's why you hate them. Finger on the button. You're right to hate them because they're just like, I'm going to come here where I don't have to be in the rat race. I'm but king. It, but everyone else is is still yeah. in the rat race. They're like, You're it's not... 20p a beer. It's like, well, yeah, but look at that child. Yeah, yeah, that guy makes 20p on, yeah. an hour. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's all. Exactly. And it to think you're, you've somehow hacked the system when really you're just going to a place. And paying people less for the serve who actually probably deserve more. Yeah, you go out and you're a king. You're, you marry a young it, it woman. It feels exploitative. There's a like I always not to like pat myself in the back, but I always tip pretty well when I'm on vacation because I feel so guilty. Yeah, paying like knowing like a lot of places the waiter is only getting living off tips. That was terrible. Yeah, like when I was in South Africa, the waiters at like a comedy club I was at didn't get paid. Mm. They just got tips, and that was their that was their wage yeah so yeah. you just feel like a fucking ass of course yeah it's not and like i remember being in india and this woman there's a kid with no arm and this guy was like oh it's a scam yeah the mum is running a scam i'm like yeah but if your scam is to cut off your kid's arm to get money i think I, you deserve money you know yeah not you the but kid. The, kid. <laughs> the kid give the kid money like oh it's a scam and you go well i mean she still has no arm you know what i mean yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a tough it's pretty bad you know, they call them, uh, I think it's LBH loses back home. And what happens, the thing is, think of it this way, like people like, even if it is a scam and it's not even the parent, right? It's mm. like the kid's been kidnapped. Well, I don't want to think of the life for the kid once they stop earning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, if somebody's willing to cut off their arm to make, to make a bit of money. what happened to you that you're cutting off your kid's arm, you know? Maybe you deserve a quid as well. But it's, yeah, like loses back, they call them LBH apparently, in, I think in China. And it refers to white people who go over, always men who go over to sort of Southeast Asia and China and stuff and uh, settle down with yeah. a young woman that they met in a bar. Yeah, I've known, I've known a guys who went over and like, they're like, you know, white guys in their 50s. Yeah. And not having much luck here. And then they go there and like, man, Tinder in Thailand is great. I'm yeah. like, I bet it is. Of course. But it is a transactional relationship. They're getting something, you know, they get money out of it. Yeah. And a nice time. And then they have to have an old sweaty man hover atop them. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame it's not, there's not a market for uh, old white guys. You know what I mean? If that was, if young... <laughs> How would that work? Well, though? I mean, well, they have to be sex richer... tourists from Thailand, young women from Thailand coming to England to seek out white Well, they men. do. They do. That's, but no, remember... but I mean, they're rich and oh, we're they... poor. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. That's never, that's never happened. In the other way. Um... You're just with me for my train station facts. <laughs> I was in, well, in, uh, I was in Gambia once and it's mm. like my favorite place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. The people are like um so nice yeah and it's beautiful country Lindsay in their element (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay rad yeah go on and uh but the one kind of dark side to it that is clear when you're there is a lot of older women from here Mm. go to gambia yeah and get a boyfriend for a couple weeks and it's a very 
embarrassed, sad-looking 20-year-old dude. That's always better than the other way around, but though. I, I remember I was at one bar, and I, like, I think I just looked at the guy for too long because, you know, he's with a 60-year-old woman. I kind of felt, I just felt bad for him, mm-hmm. you know? And he just looked at me. He was like, fuck you. And I was like, okay, fair enough, man. No, yeah. fair enough. Whatever judgment Stop you saw ugly. in my face. Yeah. Wait, what you're were you right, doing? You're, I think I just went like, Ugh. No, I didn't make a noise. No, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't. I, I didn't internally judge him, but you I might have signed. just reacted. You're and I disgusting. Felt, no, no, no. I felt bad. I did feel bad, and uh, it's not his. I, yeah, I don't think there's any. Like that's way better than the other alternative, which is the just slimy man. He's still got to do it. Yes, I'm sure he rifles through the purse after steals a few things. You know what I mean? Like, I, ho- you, I hope so. Yeah, of course. Deserves anything. Yeah, make out with what you can, I suppose. But also, if someone falls in love, they fall in love. I don't know. That's not, I'm not talking about that, but like, mm. yeah, yeah. It's a hard one to know what the what the right. You know, you fall in love, you fall in love. What, what the right thing is, maybe, Jody. Jody, you you ever fall you in love ever, with no, a yeah, Jody, child sex worker? No, no I'm getting into Jody. It. Have you ever went to it? Have you ever been experienced um, online dating in one of these countries? Or have you ever I don't know why tourism? I think to ask that. I just have a, I just had a feeling. Uh, I've not. No. Oh, good. For when you, we're Jody. talking about it, though, do you internally consider it as a good option? I I don't know, but. I can see you Not. with a bum bag, bum bag in another country, <laughs> walking around just perusing the the <laughs> offerings. Yeah, the red light district. <laughs> no, but I think most of the women I've gone out with have been older than me, but not not that much older. Yeah. yeah well, that's good. going to be hitting it. Yeah. That's a good thing to have, Jody. So you're uh, like a Gambian sex stud. <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> good for you. So that's why I need to go there. I've not been to Gambia. Beautiful country. Lovely. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well. Loved it. I really, I did. I'm, move, I'm going to move there. Yeah. Is there a comedy scene? Uh, I don't know if stand-up comedy exists in Gambia, really, no. Start it. Mm. Gambia alternative comedy scene. Well, I think I'm going to stay here. I I met a guy, yeah I met a taxi driver there and then um he was really nice we got to know him through the week and he's like my daughter it's fun, it's fun. you he, they say it so gently like they're not asking but they are asking and that's okay mm. it's like their tip at the end of the week they're like oh my daughter really needs a laptop and mm. I was like you know I was like whatever I'll buy you a laptop let's do Wait, it so you bought him a laptop well the thing is we tried really hard to buy him a laptop very hard what? but it's a couple hundred dollars it's not it's like a tip listen. The amount you pay the taxi driver there. You tip laptops to. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what he wanted. So the amount you pay a taxi driver there is nothing. Mm-hmm. So to actually buy a laptop if it drives you around for five days. Oh, so you drive you around for five yeah, days. Yeah, is still way cheaper than I would pay for taxis oh, here. Okay. So I didn't, again, it's like, it's still, I didn't, you know, it's fine. Have and you done something bad? No. In the last week? No. This was you're, years ago. This you're, was you're, years you're, ago. You're dropping all these amazing feats I, you've done in the first 20 minutes. All I minutes said was, all I said, I bought a laptop for the guy, right? But then. <laughs> was it a good laptop, though? It wasn't yeah. a Mac, was no, it? No, it, it was, was a Dell, yeah. definitely. <laughs> no, no, it was one of those. No, but here's what happened. We went into, ta- into I can't remember the name of, like, this into the city. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't find a laptop because, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not yeah. the UK. So it wasn't possible to buy him a laptop that day. So I mailed him a laptop, uh, my old laptop, <laughs> which again felt, I, 
Mm. But the, she got a laptop. I think so. I there was the communication was unclear from their end. Yeah, but then there were. Then, then she went on the laptop, was groomed by ISIS, and that's all thanks to you. No, no, <laughs> she got an education room. and is now a barrister. Is what I'm hoping. Okay, have you not followed up? No, no. Ah, you just kind do. of. I left it. You should do a post and just lie and say, uh, "I gave a woman in Gambia a laptop." How many years ago is this? I'm not doing that. That's and then do a split and then have like Candace sewings or something and say this is now her. Who? That right wing lady who like hates everyone. Oh, you know? Never moral of the story is never give people laptops. <laughs> She's the lady who's gone like super far right. She like okay. hates gay marriage and all the stuff. She like yeah, she's the black lady who white people reel out if they want to say something racist oh, like, yeah. and have her cover the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been on like what she goes on a few things. She's always like you know out there arguing. Oh, no, I think <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's really pro Trump. Well, not bad looking. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, Bobby. What year are we going back to? I don't know. It's it's your turn, Jody. Are you ready? We I should am. let Jody have a turn. What where he picks a year? Well, no, where he does the research and Jody says his facts. Yeah, that could be what good. Are you are you uh, would you be able to? He's got a lot of work on though. He's bloody. How many pods you got now, Jody? I've got three pods and another one where I'm doing clips. Fucking four pod, Jody. Yeah. By the end of this year, you could have eight. I could. Yeah. Would you want that? Uh, that sounds like quite a lot. Depends how long they are. Two more. Cameras. Would six be good? Like I'm, because this is now. I'm very encouraging to Jody because I'm like Jody, you could, you could make enough money to like be rich. Yeah. All jokes aside, we've set you up for life, Jody. You have, yeah. Because you, we told you about the thing called podcasting when I met you two years it, yeah. ago. You'd never met, <laughs> you'd never heard about it, <laughs> and then we brought you in. And yeah. we've name well, dropped we gave you, you enough. What I would call work experience. Work experience. <laughs> to be fair, you've been slandered a lot. There's been allegations that yeah, unfounded yeah. about if your this, countless if this murders. Was a, if this was a, um, if this was a workplace, HR would have already fired me in red. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And everything, yeah, everything that could happen has happened. But you've crawled out of the shit, and now you're a respected. What do you say to what, he's got, he's, podcaster? He, he's buying new clothes at Tesco. Jody's living the yeah, best yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> we, we treat you right. What do you, what, so you're a podcast producer. I guess I'm more doing the podcast editing now. but Yeah, but yeah. say producer at meetings or dates. CEO. Yeah, yeah. CEO. Say you're a shareholder of a, <laughs> well, of a podcast. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm for, yeah. <laughs> They're uh, <laughs> like the dumb and dumber money at the end. This one's for a hundred thou. I'd keep hold of that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dog fight out there, Jody, and um, we're we're just making sure we all get a bit of a gnaw on the bone, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you're gonna want your taste now. Is that what's coming? What podcast wouldn't you edit? Oh yeah, I like this. Do you have any morals? Uh, no, I think I sold out quite a while ago. Excuse, well, because of us. But if no, somebody, no, not at all. No, which one? Not. He's got, he's got worse ones. If so, if you had, a, let's say there was one. No previous editing jobs. I mean, I've done. Oh, I see. But let's ah. say, let's say the Trump re-election campaign gets in touch. 
and they're like, we love your work. 500 a day. 500 pounds a day to edit Trump promo videos. Yeah, I probably would. But at the end yeah. of it, so you do it for th- three months, but at the end of it, you have to publicly acknowledge that you've done it. Three months is a lot yeah. of money. So that's th- that's that's twenty five hundred a week. That's thirty grand. But at the end of it, you have to tweet, guys. I I loved working on these Trump videos. I don't think I many really people hope... would notice. And you yeah, can yeah, that's what I mean. Tweet yeah, at three a.m. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and also, yeah, people are hungry for content. They'll just get like yeah buried and more will come yeah, out and i'll think, get more work i think from you'd be stupid well. not to do it mm. i think you'd be a good old uh, far-right podcast producer jody <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough right bobby where are we let's going let's strap into the time machine no we're going to 1893 <laughs> no noises oh my god i've got cholera <laughs> was that yeah mm. Is it, is it a coughing disease? I don't know. We've not, <laughs> not done the research, but let's get into it. I know it. you get it from water. Yeah, it's you? from disease. I think you shit yourself yes. loads. Yeah, all that. Yeah. All this stuff. It's a good diet disease, probably. If, if you live. Yeah. You go, what do you do? Um, I just went and got cholera. I went to India and drank out of the River Ganges, drank 10 pints of Ganges water. And now I've lost four stone. Dream big, everyone. Right, go on, Bobby. Give us a f- 1893. Is that where we are? Yeah. And I know you're thinking, we, haven't you done it? No, we've done 1892. Ah. 1893, a lot happened. In 1893, Rudolf Diesel received a patent for the diesel engine. So I thought, up until I read this, that diesel was some kind of, like, scientific word. I didn't know as a guy, I thought diesel was a scientific word, and like Vin Diesel. That's not his real name. But anyone, (laughs) there must be other diesels. There must be other diesels. I thought anyone with the last name Diesel Mm. had just chose that name because they thought it sounded cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a diesel dynasty. What's Vin Diesel's real name? Can you just search that, Jody? Yeah, I didn't know their... um... That I, I thought that was the name for yeah the liquid that powers cars. I, I didn't know. Is there because diesel suits it so much? Johnny gasoline. There's, I don't think there's Johnny gasoline. Well, we don't even know what gasoline's named mm. after. Yeah, what's his real name, Jenny? Vin Diesel. Mark Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, Vin <laughs> Diesel. Imagine thing. if you'd known him and never. Like, Have you seen the new Vin Diesel? It's not Vin Diesel. It's Mark Sinclair. <laughs> you know him and The Rock hate each other. They've had a big falling out. Yeah, that's. Well, they're both jacked bad actors, so of course they're very much in the same space. The Rock has some great performances. What? Uh, Gain and Pain. Not seen it. I think Gain and Pain, is that what it's called? Mm. Wahlberg. I love that he's never admitted he does steroids. Why would you think that? Because he obviously does steroids. Look at him. Look at him. Have you seen The Rock's dad? He's dead now, but have you seen pictures of him? Uh, I was at his funeral, so I only saw him dead. Oh my God. He's massive, though. Yeah, gasoline. Mm derives from a woman did you know that no cheryl gasoline really no no <laughs> cheryl gasoline imagine that my love of my life cheryl gasoline often shortened to gas if you didn't know cheryl gas and differentiated from avgas in the names of motor gas or mogas yeah so i mean it's not an it's not someone's name but diesel 
The guy made the diesel engine. He gets the... He did... Not the guy who discovered the liquid. Yeah. But the liquid was named after him. Ah. What would be the worst surname if you think about an invention? Like, say, for example, Jimmy Fertilizer. That was a real surname, but now is now a product. Do you know what I mean? Michael Poop Scoop. <laughs> who invented the, you know... It just happened. My last name is the action <laughs> yeah, yeah, of my yeah, invention. Yeah. No, but do you know what I mean? There's, there's definitely... There's got to be something. Yeah. Well, it wasn't... Lynette um, Sewage. Like, Crapper. Thomas Crapper ah, was a that's plumber. That's it. Yeah. The toilet. Thomas Crapper. We have someone. And then that the word to crap is after him. Yeah. What a horrific legacy <laughs> that is. Gerard Escalator. <laughs> that's a horrific... <laughs> Well, to, it escalates. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just thinking of inventions. Yes, I, I understand. <laughs> the crapper, yeah, that's the worst one. Yeah. Then they name shitting after you. Michelle Siv. <laughs> just, they were all just standard names. Someday until... I will be remembered. Yeah, yeah. Whenever someone shits. <laughs> or drains past it. Yeah, whenever, yeah, Thomas, because really he's done a great thing, but. Yes. So anyway, this is this is patented by what was his name? James Diesel. Rudolph Diesel. Rudolph Diesel. Um, uh, two two big names there. Also, you know, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, obviously. What that, that was. I've been a child. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't are, born are yesterday. A child. Yeah. That was him. They they not they oh, named it that. No 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 no. That was no no no. No, he didn't invent it. Mm. But in homage to Mr. Diesel. They that did was, not. That's gone on for ages. Yeah, yeah. No, we we covered this in the Christmas episode. What Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and it was named after someone like that. I don't think we did cover that. I didn't remember of the Christmas episode of Bobby going mental for an hour. Uh, so I think I just tried <laughs> well, to stay alive. Well, you were dressed alive. like an elf. <laughs> yeah, I just I literally felt you know felt like the I plane been, was going I, down that day. I so been I been in a manic phase. I, uh, I I braced myself and just <laughs> did what they tell you to do when a plane's about to crash. <laughs> I called my mum. <laughs> I love you. I don't know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, is that true? Am I being fucked with? You were being fucked with. Yeah, I thought so. Thank you very much. You never know. All these intimidating laptops around me. Someone could pull out a fact from anywhere. Um, but you could only pull facts from your own Diesel, mind. though, a uh, bit of a boring uh, thing. That, But I drove a petrol to Devon, 160 quid in petrol. Diesel... I spent like 120 and drove around the whole time. I was there a lot cheaper. Is I don't. It, well, no, I, I think it's cheaper than the car you were driving. But in general, both four by fours, so shouldn't be a huge difference. Okay. Both BMWs. Okay. So one was a black BMW, one was a silver. The podcast, you guys know about the cars we got assigned to the pod. We have a fleet of cars for this podcast, all BMWs. Yeah. But uh, Jody's not allowed near them. But yeah, no, I I drive by. I actually borrowed one off my wife's mum, and then my uh, brother-in-law lent me his. Um, but it was a lot cheaper. To not have to buy a car yourself would be cheaper. But also, no, I'm, I'm still. <laughs> it comp- is cheaper. No, what, yeah, of what, course it's cheaper when other people buy the car. But what's not cheap is the petrol version. It was a lot more expensive. Okay. So if anyone's thinking about buying a car. Diesel, but then also they're banning them now. They're <laughs> illegal. <laughs> so I like. I got... like that we're the only people on earth saying buy diesel. Buy diesel. Wow, red. Red has this. When new does it officially wave? happen? Because we should buy some. Loads of people out there will be selling good cars that have a year left. We should buy an amazing diesel car for really cheap, 
and just drive it into the ground over a space of a year. Whenever they're going out of, this is twenty thirty. I thought it was. Well, they're not going right? to make them illegal. You're just not going to make. They're not going to make new ones. That's no. They are. They're making them illegal. No. Emissions, aren't they? Banned well, in the UK. Banned yeah, in the diesel, UK. Diesel cars. Not diesel, but just like a certain. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a lot of cars. Level there. of emissions. So we could go and just look, seek out these cars. Also, how are you going to tell? We just sort of drive around, you know. If they go, oh, it's the well, X5, you cover up the X5. But no one's going to go, that car's well, admitting over the legal amount. Well, I think the way they tell is in um, in London that the, your license plate is attached to um, a registry of cars oh, where it that. says the brand of the car. Mm-hmm. As a man who just steals cars like yourself, yeah. you might not know this. And so if you, if you let's say I went into a what they call a low emission zone, I don't know if you've heard of that, mm-hmm. um, in a car that is registered as not a low emissions car, oh, then they fine you. That's what the license plate's for. Yes. I thought that was it's... people's phone numbers. Oh, really? So if you saw someone you thought was hot in the car, you could call them. That would be better, actually. <laughs> but then if, ever, if somebody cut you off, you could just, you'd just be like, you're a fucking cunt. And they're like, oh, God, man, this yeah, yeah, is that, that'd be great. I actually, uh, I was driving the other day. This guy cut me off and then was like, you fucking wanker from a big lorry. Beeped to me. Was uh, aggressive for ages. Made a big mistake. Pulled up in front of me. How's my driving? It says <laughs> on the back of his lorry. And I said, hmm, interesting. I think I want to tell how you drive was. So I got Rosie to call whilst we're behind him. Call up his boss and say he swore he was threatening and they said, okay, we're going to deal with this. Then as we got to a light, I pulled up alongside him. He's swearing again. I'm just looking at him going, I just fucking snitched you out. <laughs> you should have filmed them and sent yeah. the video. And I feel bad because I don't want to lose anyone their job. If someone's ra- pushing you off the road being an absolute cunt and you're angry. I don't think you do feel bad because you tried to get the guy to lose his job. I, uh, well, yeah, and fuck him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. really dangerous. And, you know... If you're going to tell people to go and fuck themselves, do it when you don't have an option for people to call. <laughs> but I don't usually do that. But this guy was especially bad. Like, if he did have swerved in front of me, I would have been like, for whatever. But, you know, the, the middle finger, just because you're in a big lorry, doesn't mean you have carte blanche. To, to show people your fingers. Yeah, to show the finger to me. Yeah. So, you know. Are you sure, though? Because I, I remember, actually, this is true. I was on the bus mm. heading home and a car jumped a red light, which meant the bus had to break very suddenly. And the road that it was coming out of, this is true, was your road. <laughs> mm. And what, you think it might have been me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it must have been you. Why? Because it was on my road. Yeah. I don't have a car, Jody. You've just been talking about how you've been borrowing cars. Yeah, but I don't, they don't deliver it to my house. <laughs> I have to go to them, don't I? Well, we don't know, Red. We don't know the... <laughs> I don't have a valet car service that's delivered to my <laughs> the, house. The tangled web of so lies you So you saw weaved. something happen on my street and assumed it was me. Yeah. Well, yeah. One how plus do you know what my street two? is, Jody? There's a... Oh, well, I actually know, because we were around with Bobby when he was doing that insane viral video that he did. 50,000 views on Twitter. Yeah. Wait, did I actually get that? Yeah, it did well. And I remember you like, I'm coming to yours. Answer your door. And I went, hello, how are you? And he's like, don't answer it like that. And I'm like, what is going on? I told on? you what to say. You had a film crew, and I'm like, hi, what's what? going on? You're like, ah, wait, I've got, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was, I had two hours. I had Jody with a camera who's never operated one before, and we yeah. needed to get some viral content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
It was a mad moment. It was a mad moment, and then the video wouldn't upload, and we had to. It was. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah. day. That because was Jody put it in the wrong f- timings. Jody didn't do yeah, his research. I got it all done right, and then I got it all done wrong. Oh no, that's not good. Mm. So we had to redo it. You mm. were not sympathetic. You you kept saying every minute you don't upload it, you're losing views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not actually helpful <laughs> to the situation because that's what I knew. Because it was and a we topical started the video. podcast four hours late that day. It yeah. was four hours late. It was, it was late, like I remember. Like 30 minutes late. I remember getting here at like 11 and starting it. No, it was several hours late. And it, then, was and then it was like, it was it was a job, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Bobby, then to cap it all off when we finally did get uploaded, you spelt Kirsty's final like, surname wrong. Kirsty Aslan. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, oh uh, so I did that video slamming her and... Uh, because she had said that, like, if you want to buy a house, just cancel your Netflix. And it was like, fuck you. Then mm. uh, I was, a while ago, I was talking to a friend of a friend. And I was like, what do you do? And she's like, I'm Kirsty Elslop's assistant. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I have maybe insulted her online a bit. Because it's weird yeah, with the person. Yeah. <clears throat> but also, she is a fucking whatever. She she is an insider. She's saying things to incite mm-hmm. a reaction. And then uh, she was like, yeah, she loves Twitter. I'm like, I bet she fucking does. Well, she got a reaction, didn't she? Yeah. Little did she know, she, Bobby was zooming around London she poked making this content. Bear <laughs> making content. Also, you just ruined the sketch because anyone who watched that set sketch thought those were real people. <laughs> no I, they thought I was going to real people's doors <laughs> and saying, can I buy your house? No, but it's, anyone who Netflix. listens to this knows. I go, hello. And you're like... And you can tell in my voice. <laughs> yeah, you're someone who doesn't want to. Well, I tried to get you to put on an accent, I think. Yeah, you do. I can't remember what you were saying. Answer your door, be natural. And it's like, so I answer my bell, you know, the, when you, you talk kept, into it. I don't know exactly what to say. And I you said, kept saying hello, how are you? And you're like, don't say it's so obvious. Do hang up. And I'm like, okay, wait for the next one. Well, I had explained the premise of the well, sketch. Well, it's like Monday morning. It was a normal day Listen, if and it was interrupted. Di- I was also the director. So if a director of a film <laughs> cast you. You were just, just harassing me. <laughs> you weren't directing me. If a director of a film casts you, tells you your role, and you don't do your research to get in character, Red, <laughs> yeah. you've actually really neglected the film they're making and you deserve to be chastised. No, that is true. So anyway... Did this guy make money every time they bought diesel? Well, he didn't own the patent on the liquid diesel. He made the engine. Mm. And you would think he would have died rich. Mm -hmm. Alas, it was not meant to be. Mm. On the evening of the 29th of September, 1913, Diesel boarded the Great Eastern Railway steamer, SS Dresden and Antwerp. Dresden. On his way to a meeting of the Consolidated Diesel Manufacturing Company in London. So he's going to do diesel stuff. It's got his name in it. He took dinner on board the ship, then retired to his cabin at 10 p.m., leaving word to be called the next morning at 6.15, but he was never seen alive again. Why? In You, you don't think I'm going to get there. Okay, you go on. <laughs> in the morning, his cabin was empty and his bed had not been slept in. They always say that. How do you know he didn't sleep in his bed and make it? Yeah, that is true. Although his nightshirt was neatly laid out and his watch had been left where it could be seen from the bed, his hat and neatly folded overcoat were discovered beneath the after-deck railing. Shortly after his disappearance, his wife Martha opened a bag that her husband had given to her just before his ill-fated voyage with directions that should not be opened until the following week. But that, that's such a weird... Imagine your spouse gives you an envelope. It's like, don't open this. And next yeah, week, it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? Yeah, of course what? you're going to open it. Yeah. 
but she didn't in time. She discovered 20,000 German marks in cash, 120K today in U.S. dollars, so gave her a big wad of cash, and financial statements indicating their bank accounts were virtually empty. Mm. So the guy went Commit suicide. Some people think suicide, mm-hmm. but not everyone. <laughs> Some people think he was murdered. Who? Because he refused to grant the German forces exclusive rights to using his invention, the diesel engine. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Diesel had boarded the SS Dresden with the intent of meeting with representatives of the British Royal Navy to discuss the possibility of powering British submarines by diesel engine. But evidence is limited for all explanations, and his death remains unsolved. Probably suicide. Probably suicide. Because he lost all his money. There's a tale as old as time, isn't it? What else happened that year, Bobby Mayer? I think you mean Robart Mayer. (laughs) Rad. In 1893, in Belgium, Adam Worth was sentenced to seven years for robbery. Who's Adam Worth? I don't know. Who is Adam Worth? I'm getting there again. (laughs) It was a rhetorical question. He was a professional criminal. He was actually a London master criminal. So, in England, Worth bought the Western Lodge in Clapham Common. He also leased an apartment in Mayfair. He joined high society, so he's killing it. He formed a criminal network and organized major robberies and burglaries through several intermediaries. So, what he's doing is he's like, He's this criminal mastermind. He's living the high life. Everyone thinks he's a great guy. What they don't know is he's secretly robbing them. Those who worked in his schemes never knew his name. He insisted his subordinates not use violence. Okay, well, that's actually quite nice. Eventually, Scotland Yard learned of his network, though they were unable to prove anything. But Inspector John Shore made Worth's capture his personal mission. Things began to go wrong when Worth's brother, John, was sent to cash a forged check in Paris. (laughs) For which he was arrested and extradited to England. Worth managed to exonerate him and get him sent back to the United States. Four of his associates were arrested in Istanbul for spending more for spreading forged letters of credit. And he had used a considerable amount of money to buy off judges and the police. So he is bleeding cash to keep his head above water. Mm -hmm. Bullard became increasingly violent as his alcohol worsened. And he left for New York followed soon afterwards by Kitty. I didn't read the thing before that, so I actually don't know who Bullard and Kitty are. This is the worst history podcast that's ever been made. Okay, we're going to ignore that sentence. What? His alcohol worsened. Yeah, his alcohol. I don't know who Bullard is. very hard for Bobby. So even if the words come out, I just see that as a win. In 1876... Per- Worth personally stole 
So this is him doing it. So this is before what you just said. You're menu. No. Okay. <laughs> like a Tarantino film it's just like all out of like all the purposes start at the beginning we're we're building up to his arrest which was in 1893 yeah this is 17 years earlier so worth personally stole Thomas Gainsborough's recently rediscovered painting of Georgiana Cavendish the Duchess of Devonshire from a London gallery he liked the painting and he didn't try to sell it. He just wanted it. So he did that himself. And he's like a very, you know. He's yeah, that's quite interesting to steal a painting just to keep yourself. I think that makes it better, doesn't it? The theft. It's like, so oh, he didn't try it. to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. But then the two men who assisted in the robbery, Junka Phillips and Little Joe, don't know if those were their real names, grew impatient. Phillips tried to get him to talk about the theft in the presence of a police informer because they're like, you're not going to pay us. We're going to fuck you. Yeah. And Worth effectively fired him. Well, yeah. I mean, in most criminal organizations, if you tried to get your boss to rat himself out to the cops, you would not just be fired. Yeah, yeah, You know, like, Worth is quite a kind criminal at this point, I would say. And he gave Little Joy money to go, Little Joe, money to go back to the United States. (laughs) Where Little Joe tried to rob the Union Trust Company, was arrested, and talked to the Pinkertons. We don't actually know the Pinkerton. No. Are. Listen, we know most of this makes sense. <laughs> Might a fucking know. They alerted Scotland Yard, but still couldn't prove anything. He's still untouchable at this point. Mm-hmm. So he kept the painting with him even when he was traveling and organizing new schemes and robberies. So the painting's always in his possession. That must be terrifying in the pub <laughs> and stuff. You just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he traveled to South Africa where he stole $500,000 worth of uncut diamonds. This guy's a master thief. Back in London, he founded Weinert and Company, which sold diamonds at a lower price than its competitors, mainly because he had stole them. So he's doing very impressive criminal work. My nose is itchy. In the 1880s, Worth married Louise Margaret Bouligen. <laughs> you fucking pr- pronounce B O L J A H N. Buljan. Buljan. I just like the run up to yeah. it. <laughs> there was no run up, Jody. Focus on your editing. And what he- you could do with these stories is pick the bits you like and just tell us that. No. No. I would need to give people a full picture, even if it gives less of a picture because yeah, I don't okay. have the full picture. Okay. But then he married someone while using the name Henry Redmond. They had a son named Henry and daughter Beatrice, and it's possible his wife didn't even know his real identity. And then he smuggled the painting to the States and left it there. So this guy is killing it as a criminal. He is mm-hmm. evading justice left and right but in 1892 Mm -hmm. a year before 1893 (laughs) he decided to visit belgium (laughs) where bullard was in jail shit we still don't really know who bullard is (laughs) but but just imagine bullard somehow connected to him i think i I think think at this point the audience is so on the edge of their seats they don't care who bullard is anymore bullard was involved yeah 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 somehow Yeah, And he'd been working for fucking Max Schinberg, you know, (laughs) Worth's rival. And police captured them both. Worth had heard that Bullard had recently died. We don't know much about Bullard. Okay, on on the 5th of October, (laughs) Worth kept going. He he, 
improvised a robbery of a money delivery cart with two untried associates. One of them, an American man named Johnny Curtin. Yes, he Johnny Curtin. See, there we go. <laughs> he invented the curtain. <laughs> Spelled differently, but they just changed it because the A looks better. Johnny Curtin. The robbery went badly, and the police captured Worth on the spot. The other two got away, so he used untested associates, which in a, in a heist movie, what do they always say? Who is this guy? He's not up to the job. Yeah, yeah. and then he is. And they, and... But they're like, we don't have anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him. Yeah, yeah. So he's in jail. He refused to identify himself. They're like, what's your name? And it's not like they had Google back then. That's a great like... little loophole in the old times, isn't and it? And the Belgians are like, what's your name? Like, I'm not going to say. And uh, so they, the Belgians start making inquiries abroad, right? The New York Police Department and Scotland Yard both identified him as worth. Although the Pinkertons didn't say anything. We don't know who the Pinkertons are. Um, so Max <laughs> Shinberg. Who's Max Shinberg? We, I, he invented the Shinberg. Um, yeah. <laughs> now in jail, he told the police everything he knew. In jail, Worth heard nothing about his family in London, but received a letter from Kitty Flynn who offered a fa- to finance his dis- defense. Again, Kitty Flynn is an unknown <laughs> Just character. Just an unknown character. <laughs> Worth's trial took place. In 1893, the prosecutor used evidence, everything he knew about Worth. Worth flatly just denied he had anything to do with these crimes, saying the last robbery had been a stupid act he had committed out of a need for money. So he did one, he had got caught, but he'd never done any other robberies. All of the other accusations, including those by British and American police, were mere hearsay. He claimed his wealth came out of legal gambling, which is actually a great excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm great at poker. Maybe yeah, he is. you can't prove that. In the end, he was sentenced to seven years for robbery and went to Leuven prison. (laughs) These are, again, quite kind criminals because during his first year in jail, the Schinberg fellow hired other inmates (laughs) to beat Worth up. Again, not kill him, just give him Mm. a little beat. Yeah. Later, Worth heard that Johnny Curtin (laughs) was was supposed to have taken care of his wife had seduced and abandoned her. So yeah. Johnny Curtin is supposed to take care of his wife. Curtin, fucking... He, That's why he invented the curtain. Yeah, yeah. So he, he could cheat. He's secretly fucking someone's wife. There's mm-hmm. an open window. and Before, like, it was the whole village could see. And yeah, then he but went, he's like... If only to... there was a piece of cloth. Covering this window. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps attached to a pole. <laughs> which he thought of... He was looking at his own erect penis. <laughs> And hanging her no, nightgown He was looking at it. a crying husband loading a shotgun outside. Yeah. Mm. What if, what if, uh. <laughs> what if they couldn't I, see me? Like I a magic cape. this window. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Then his wife was uh, committed to an asylum. Oh, no. Johnny Curtin really did a number on her. Fucking <laughs> And then his, his children were sent to the United States to be cared for by his brother, so they had to move to a different nation. Yeah, that's not... But uh, maybe they had a great life. I, unlikely. <laughs> Where were they sent from? Uh, England. Oh, okay. United yeah. Kingdom. Sorry, the story's moved around the world. <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah, listen, I want to make a movie of the life of this Adam Worth guy, actually. Mm. This, is a, this is, I think, top of our movie, make a movie of their life. I. <clears throat> it's a hard one to follow. <laughs> Thinking, <laughs> Listen, we, I don't think we should tell it like you did. We, we jumped in in the middle. Whoever of the, this no, shinny man is, we, uh, <laughs> we uh, annoyingly jumped in in the middle of the film. Well, yeah, we. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it's a cold open, so it's like mysterious. Yeah, you know, you've got to catch the audience up. Yeah, well, that was a big story. It's not over. Oh, God. <laughs> he was released for good behavior in 1897. He returned to London and stole 4,000 pounds from a diamond shop to get funds. So he went right back to what he knows. A leopard. When he visited his wife in the asylum, she barely recognized him. So his wife, he ruined his wife's life, really. You know, he didn't tell her he was a criminal. She found out, went insane. Johnny Curtin got in there and then she went crazy, lost her kids. That got to suck. <laughs> he traveled to New York and visited his children, visited, you know, not be like, guys, I'm coming back like, hey, kids, daddy's got to steal. Then he proceeded to meet with William Pinkerton again, because, you know, we don't quite know who Pinkerton was. To whom he described the events of his life in great detail. The manuscript that Pinkerton wrote after Worth left is still preserved in the archives of the Pinkerton Detective Agency in Van News, California. Through Pinkerton, Worth arranged the return of the painting Duchess of Devonshire to Agnew and Sons in return for $25,000. So he was like, hey, do you want a painting back mm. that I stole? Pay me. The portrait and payment were exchanged in Chicago on the 28th of March, 1901. Worth returned to London with his children and spent the rest of his life with them. It is said he lived extravagantly on the proceeds of his business as a receiver for an international agency of thieves. So he went right back to what he was doing and didn't get caught again. His son took advantage of an agreement between his father and Alan Pinkerton, and he became a detective. <laughs> this is a movie. He died <laughs> on the 8th of January, 1902. He was buried in Highgate Cemetery in a mass paper's grave under the name Henry J. Raymond. I should have started the name earlier because we don't actually know why he changed his name. Like, I should have started the story earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A small tombstone was erected to mark his resting place in 1997 by the Jewish American Society for Historic Preservation. So he was Jewish. Mm -hmm. We just found that out. <laughs> <laughs> you can add that at the end of the film. Oh, by the way, he was Jewish too. No, I mean, it doesn't matter that he was Jewish. No, I just but know. I just mean... Yeah. I did so little research, I didn't even know yeah. he was Jewish. Yeah, okay. So there we are. That's a master criminal, though. Yeah, it is. It's a brilliant... I, um, I want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. I think actually I just told this story so well. I painted, a, I painted the picture of a film inside everyone's mind. Everyone just in their well, mind. we've got the narration now. We just need the actors. Yeah, because that was and you just go. This is uh, I don't know who this guy is, but well, he's here. I think I could play Johnny Curtin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Jody, um, Johnny Curtin's wife. <laughs> you're no, you're not Johnny Curtin's wife. You're Worth's wife. You're Adam Worth's wife. I'll play Adam Worth in a wig. But that means we both have sex scenes with Jody. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely Jody. fine with me. Jody, it's for the podcast. What? Uh, there what? will be no real. We'll, I'll wear a cock sock. There'll be no penetration. Have you ever had for aspirations of being an actor, Jody? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, you enjoy acting. Yeah. What voice? Can you do any voices? Um, no, I need to work on my voices. Then I need a serious vocal. Do coach. a. Indian accent. No. <laughs> no, we're not playing this game. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> Jody, the thing is, Jody would do it. Jody doesn't understand taboos. Jody says words sometimes. That's because he's wild and free. No, it's because he's like, he's... who cares? We're all just people. 
Um, because he's on a, a, a spectrum. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Just a spectrum. I don't know what kind of spectrum. Color spectrum. What? Color spectrum. I'm a colorful guy. That's you what, are? Yeah, you're yeah. a nice guy. I was thinking more artistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, mm-hmm. we're moving on to the next story. But that is a film. Adam Worth should be a, mm-hmm. should be a film about him. Jody, Google it. Is there a film already about Adam Worth? To Google it, I type in Adam Worth film. Yeah. Well, Adam Worth, is there a movie? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it's not on the Wikipedia page. Michael Caine played Adam Worth in the film Harry and Walter Go to New York. But that's Harry, and, you know, he might have just been a small part in it. Harry, I think, was his name. Ah. Wait, was it Harry? I don't know. Yeah, James Caan, Elliot Gould, Diane Keaton. That's a good lineup. Yeah, 76. Um, Who was it directed? Mark. Okay, what if we remade the film? (laughs) It's only 76, so we got ages. It was ages ago. Yeah, they could remake it. Yeah, I could do it now. Timothy Chalamet, uh, Tim Roth, me, you, Jody. Yes. So I get the I get the Diane Keaton role. Yeah, (laughs) you can be Diane Keaton, (laughs) who ends up in an asylum. Yeah. Jody, yeah. If you were yeah. in an insane asylum, Jody, I think it would be like, really, Jody? They'd just be like, oh, Jody, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. But so would me and me also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'd live there together. I'd be like, Jody's in this you'd asylum. You'd be all like Shutter Island, where you'd think you were investigating a murder at the asylum. <laughs> but actually, I'm in the yeah, asylum. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby's very much here. I know a lot more about the next story. Mm-hmm. In 1893, an American pharmacist named Caleb Bradham. That's how he pronounced it. He said Caleb Bradham. Mm-hmm. He invented the recipe for what later became Pepsi. Ooh. He, but it was originally called Brad's Drink. <laughs> <laughs> that one Which didn't... is the least trustworthy. Hey, uh, Br- uh, I'm Brad. Do you want to buy Brad's Drink? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I'm good, actually. <laughs> And he sold at his pharmacy. He was a pharmacist, and I, you know, a pharmacist gives out pills to help people. And then he, and he invented Pepsi, thinking it would help people. And uh, it was a, a blend of cola nut extract, vanilla, and rare oils. You just say rare oils. Do not give your recipe away. <laughs> but it was only Brad's drink for a few years, and then I think he realized nobody wants to drink Brad. Where did the name Pepsi come from? Well. That's what we're getting to. He named his drink after a combination of the terms pepsin and cola, mm-hmm. as he believed that his drink aided digestion, much like the pepsin enzyme does, even though that wasn't an ingredient in Pepsi. <laughs> his assistant, James Henry King, was the first to taste the new drink. So he thought it helped digestion. That's what he Pepsi said. is still, it's the shit is. He's killed Coke, isn't it? Really, it's crap. He's, he's killed millions of people. He's contributed to millions of diabetes deaths. Mm. Well, who actually drinks Pepsi intentionally? I think it's something... other countries. So, you, have you ever not been to a, a Pepsi country? No. There's some places well, where they Pepsi is it. winning. Like no, Eastern I don't think Europe. it's winning. They just flooded it. Yeah, but they flooded the market. You can't get a Coke. You say, yeah. Pepsi, you say a but Coke. I think if anyone actually drank Coke, they go, "This is so much better." Uh, th- no, I'm not disagreeing with that. But they've mm. they've won. There are still countries where they've won. Didn't Pepsi own like at one point own like the biggest warship collection in the world because they bought off Soviet China? This is why they're big over there because they put money into it. So when the Soviet Union was collapsing, I think it was Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good. They pumped money into like. 
stuff that like Russia had all these warships they couldn't sell or I didn't know you're coming with your own facts today. I am, I am, I am. Pepsi basically propped up probably Eastern Europe and that's where you got a drink there. Absolutely horrible drink. Well I said Eastern Europe, but I actually don't know that that's true. <laughs> well Russia, you know, so I think there's so there's, there's evidence there. Yeah, it's a weird one, Pepsi, because it looks the same as Coke. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's the marketing behind it suggests that people drink it. But I've only ever seen it drank when it comes free with a Deliveroo, which happens sometimes. <laughs> they give it away. If you order from um, Morrison's, you often get free Pepsi. <laughs> um, or you go into a pub and they just, that's all they have. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. It needs to stop. Because it's the same colour and there's another option that's way better. What I really hate though is when you go to some burger restaurant or something like that and they got they don't have Coke or Pepsi, they've got like some five pounds fancy Coke cola nut thing. Or that like is even Joe's worse than both. Cola. Yeah, yeah. That, that like, even why worse am I getting behind them. this? Mm. And then it, there's a story on the back that said when Joe was five, he looked up at his mum and said, Why is cola so yummy yet so bad for you? Hence Joe's cola was born when he decided to make yummy cola that doesn't kill you. And it tastes like shit. It's nothing yeah. like cola. They'll charge you ten pounds for it. Yeah, it sucks. Would you rather be trapped on an island with only Pepsi to drink? Mm-hmm. Mm. Or only milk to drink. Only milk. Definitely. Milk's tasty and good for you. Yeah. That's an easy, easy answer. Okay. Would you rather be trapped on an island? Mm-hmm. Only Pepsi to drink? Mm-hmm. Or only Ted Bundy's semen? <laughs> <laughs> Would he be there? No, no, they've just collected it. <laughs> so is someone it, is had it a, a can full of it? Someone had a job. Is it because a can would be, and you got to drink it all, but the way, because of the thickness, it's, it's even worse than it should but be. But bet it's a protein drink. You'll feel, actually, you'll feel better no, I think drinking. I'm, you'll feel I better drinking. Pepsi, to be honest. Oh, so Pepsi's not so bad, is it? <laughs> oh, we shit That's on Pepsi. That's the new Pepsi advert. <laughs> that's, that's really the only honest way Pepsi could market itself is if like it it's was like better than Ted Bundy's semen yeah listen before Ted Bundy died we extracted a lot of semen from him it was controversial a lot of people were against it because we jerked him off and he seemed to really like it uh, he killed three people well because he, he got out of the restraints but drink Pepsi uh, so... could be worse you could be drinking Ted Bundy's cum yeah <laughs> <laughs> But then you'd have to pay the Bundy family for image rights. So really, he's profiting, and now Pepsi Bundy Corp is one thing, which isn't good, is it? His family, it's not their fault. They should get paid. I think his family, like, they didn't do it, mm. and their their name is ruined, their lives Yeah, suck. I think you've been making money off what you did. They should pro- yeah, they probably shouldn't make money off of his crimes. What do you do? I am in charge of the Ted Bundy estate. <laughs> So I spend my days scouring the internet. If I see a T-shirt with his face on, I cease and desist. (laughs) I say, hey, 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 hey. Cut me in or stop. Yeah, we need a cut of that. I am Michelle uh, Bundy, (laughs) his second cousin. Um, I changed my name (laughs) to Bundy for uh, business purposes. (laughs) Yeah, just to just to strengthen the brand. This is the last thing the Bundy brand needs. Oh, God. Well, there is Rose Bundy. Who's that? Uh, Rose Bundy was uh, his ex-wife. Oh, she's still kicking around. Well, three years after the divorce, Ted Bundy was executed in 1989. So, 
you know. Hard to lose a spouse. Well, did she marry him in prison? And Ted Bundy did have a daughter who was secretly conceived. What? Don't tell your dad. Did she marry him in prison, the wife? Unclear. Okay. Unclear. We're getting there. We're getting there. Interesting. This will be a prison marriage. No, she was born in uh, 1982. Although, actually, when was he arrested? I wouldn't be wrong. It's weird that killing people Despite is sexually acts, more attractive Ted than Bundy, doing a podcast. <laughs> Despite his accent. And I agree. Despite his violent, vile acts, Ted Bunny was also a dad. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Having managed to father a child while on death row. That's what he did. He was on death row. Bobby, your daughter is walking in as you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mabel. Hi, Mabel. We're talking about Ted Bundy fathering a child on death row. <laughs> Daddy's doing his horrible show. <laughs> no, this show pays the mortgage. No, it does not. It doesn't. It pays the mortgage. So if you really want to help me pay the mortgage, yeah. please subscribe to our Patreon because that's what's happening next. We're recording a Patreon, Patreon episode. And can episode. I tell a sad story? I decided I needed a break, a holiday. I went and looked for all-inclusive two-week five-star hotel Barbados. It is £600 a night. Not including flights. I can't afford that. So instead, <laughs> we're doing an episode of the podcast on the Barbados. Send me so to Barbados like. and sign up to the Patreon so you can listen. So sign up to the Patreon because you get an extra episode every week. If you liked this last hour, if you were damaged emotionally as a child and somehow find this entertaining. We give you an extra episode every week, three pounds a month, which works out at like... But no, no, that's the minimum. You can pay more. You can pay more. And you get more benefits. But it's, you know, it's... What else are you doing? A quid a week. Not even. Yeah, you're paying... February, probably. You're paying uh, extra... You're paying three pounds for two and a half hours extra content every single month. And send me to the Barbados. But where was I going, Jody? Bahamas or Barbados? I can't remember. One of the two. Carol I'll Ann go Boone met yeah. Ted Bundy while working at the Department of Energy Services in Olympia, Washington. They later married during his trial after Ooh. Bundy took advantage of obscure Florida law, providing that a marriage declaration in court in the presence of a judge constituted a legal marriage. <laughs> they married during the trial. The but how did that marriage end? Because you think she's rock solid. If you marry while you're on trial for the murder of 25 women, why do you suddenly go, he's not the man I thought he was? Conjugal visits were prohibited for inmates on death row, but according to former friend Ann Rule, his 1980 biography of Bundy, The Stranger Beside Me, prisoners were known to pool money to bribe guards to allow them alone time with their female visitors. Mm. Other rumors about Rose's conception included Boone passing an empty condom to Bundy via a kiss, which he then filled and returned in the same manner. <laughs> That's... <laughs> disgusting. I, I mean, it's disgusting to us. He's Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting a <laughs> condom of his own cum yeah, in his yeah. mouth is the least of his worries. <laughs> Even if that's like any, anyone, Hugh Grant, that's still gross. In 1981, uh, Boone was asked about how they conceived, and she said, it's nobody's business. And it's like, well, it kind of is, mm-hmm. Boone. <laughs> well, now Bundy. Her name was not Boone Bundy. Boone was last name. Bundy. Boone Bundy. Rose Bundy. Rose Bundy. Her whereabouts Bundy. are a mystery, with Ted's daughter obviously keen to escape the shadow of her killer father. Where she's a nepo baby, she's trying to do, do it herself. 
Yeah. Well, in 86, three years before Bundy was executed, Boone divorced him and left Florida with Rose and her son from a previous relationship. Imagine you're the son from the previous relationship and you're like, okay, you got a new boyfriend. Who is he? Ted Bundy. Oh, come on. (laughs) She never spoke to Bundy again. It's not thought Rose would have been allowed contact with her dad. After the divorce, she went off the map and had little mention in the press. She's understood to have changed her and her daughter's names. It's not clear Rose is aware of the program surrounding Bundy on Netflix, like the Ted Bundy tapes, or the movie Extremely Wicked, Shocking, Even of Life. I think she's aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If think. there's an actor portraying you when you marry your murderous husband in a court during the trial, she's aware. You'd Google from time to time. The author of the memoir, or the author of Bundy's the b- book on Bundy, The Stranger Puts Up, he said that Rose is living away from the spotlight but doing well. I have heard that Ted's daughter is a kind and intelligent young woman, <laughs> but I have no idea where she and her mother may live. They have been through enough pain. Well, she put herself through yeah, enough yeah, pain. Been, the victims' families have been through enough pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you did this. Why do they get divorced? It's like, it d- he married him on trial. He goes to prison. What could possibly... I think she found out he's not a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually an arsehole. You know, a lot of people said he murdered a ton of people, but mm. it turns out... Yeah. Not, he did, and he's not nice. And on that note, we will depart. Thank you. This earth. No, just this episode. Um, thank you to our super geniuses, Spencer, Matthew. Christopher, uh, thank you to our new patrons. There's been a few this week. We really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All for our patrons, up. all our listeners and viewers. And we will see you very soon. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody. And also, I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's uh, it's very catchy, it's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks to Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller, Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of the year is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.